When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I like to think about numbers, but uh, there's a very important number with this episode because it's episode 47. And that's what we want to talk about here on Positively Trek, everyone. I'm Bruce Gibson with Dan Gunther. How you doing, Dan? Hey, Bruce. Happy to be here. And yeah, 47, what an important milestone for a Star Trek podcast for reasons that we're definitely going to get into. <laughs> yes, I remember when I turned 47, I thought this was going to be a great year. And I don't really remember what that year was. I have to go back and figure it out. But I just remember <laughs> when I hit that milestone. Yes, I know. That means I'm older than 47 now. I just, I guess I revealed that. Darn. Okay. Oh, I'm just a kid. I just turned 38 two days ago. So I have uh, a little ways to go. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It, actually, that's a good point. We just celebrated birthdays. Dan's birthday was on Thursday. And as of this recording, mine was yesterday. So awesome. Happy birthday, Bruce. Happy birthday to you, Dan. If, <laughs> you know, I, when I probably was a kid and turned seven, you were probably turning four. So that one made the four seven, right? I don't know that the math works out on that, but for the purposes of this episode, we'll go with that. <laughs> what is the significance of 47, though? Do you know? Hmm. You know, I know a little bit of it. I've done a bit of research, but... Ah, man, I don't know. I feel like we need to bring in some kind of expert to really get down to the nuts and bolts of what that means. I have on my phone an app called Doctor On Demand. Huh. And so I'm going to push that because it's part of my benefits package at work that I can call a doctor at any time. So I'm going to call Dr. Trek Larry Nemechek. And let's see here. See if I can get him to come. Wait there. Yep. Larry. Dr. Trek. How are you doing? I, I'm sorry. I'm getting a message coming in from Doctors on Demand. Yes, you are on demand. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I wasn't aware that they had the fake doctors on Doctor on Demand too. I, that's kind of amazing. I, I'll have to be aware of that now going forward. That's a pretty yes. great app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you don't have to go to the doctor. You just call someone on the app, and the doctor meets with you on on your phone. And then you don't have to go into the doctor's office. It's pretty sweet. That's and pretty, then, yeah. I guess they've just put out the update for the fake doctors, too, as well. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That. Exactly. That's why we have you here, so we can ask you fake Star Trek questions about fake numbers. So I can give you fake answers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. How are you? I'm doing well. So I'm going to take it from the voice here, since you called me mysteriously on this app, that that sounds a lot like Bruce and Dan. So, hi, guys. 
Yeah. Hello, Larry. Welcome to Positively Trek. Happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm more, uh, well. Thank you for having me. Not only for um, for your 47th episode, which yes, any Star Trek podcast that lives to 47 uh, gets to tell the tale. But also, happy birthday, guys! If this is birthday week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for that. So, hey, okay, 47. I know some of, about this, and I know you know a lot about this. Yeah, it, it 47 does pop up everywhere. Like, that's the thing. And I'm going to just say something real quick, because we just had the presidential debates a few days ago. And in there, 47 was used, because Trump was talking about the 47 years of Biden not doing anything. And Biden says, well, you know, well, no. And then Trump says that he's done more in 47 months than Biden has done in 47 years. And I was geeking out that 47 was coming up in that. It comes up everywhere. <laughs> well, 47 what is this? waves. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, so I just want to say one thing, guys. I, do, I never like claimed to be a 47 expert. I just like kind of jumped on when it became a thing. And I just thought it was funny. And I like a lot of other things, I kind of if if I see an under an uh, an underdog quality to something like McCoy or Tellerites or something, I just want to make sure everybody knows about it. And I especially feel guilty about being called a forty seven expert because I didn't go to Pomona College, <laughs> and that here in California, kind of over in Pomona, the what they call the Inland Empire, which is a little east of L.A. You're going along I ten or the ten back towards San Bernardino, and there is a college called Pomona College. And that apparently is the uh, the birthplace, or at least kind of the, the hub of 47 activity. And that is where, as they, they, they even have a page on their college website. And I was looking again, the page comes and goes, but there's at least twice they've had a story, like in 2000, which is on the internet still, and 2015, where they've gone into this, and it's awesome. Uh, I was just getting refreshed. But we owe all of this in Star Trek to Joe Minoski, who was mm -hmm. a Pomona College alum. And this this whole goofy thing, <laughs> he brought it to Star Trek and then infected everybody. Uh, I was reading an interview with uh, – there's a page – There's even, I didn't know this. See, I always learn something new, guys. Always get up and learn something new. So there's apparently online a 47 Society – it's been there for a while because they've got a very 90s-looking simple website. But um, they were talking about the uh, the letter, like in 94, that br somebody – one of them wrote Brannon, and he wrote back and was talking about 40, the 47, which is like the heart of it. Like that was right when it was getting going uh, in 94, 95, but it had been around for a few years before that. And, uh, and But Brandon's crediting Joe Minoski with it. But uh, see, that's how long this has been going on. So in the beginning, it was like this secret underground thing. And when I was doing the companion um, in the 90s, the first editions, it was it was being shown to me. And it was a joke. And I just thought it was cool. It was a fun thing to throw out at cons, you know, when I'm doing a slideshow. And um, and then Portal 47, I had to use it. But uh, it's it's funny to me that, A, a lot of people still don't know, which is why we're all here. Um. And B, how I've gotten, you know, it's like I'm the founder of it. But so, no, I'm I'm not. All, well, all, yeah, no, all that goes to Pomona like the, College. You're the expert of everything Star Trek. And if 47 has worked its way into Star Trek, you're the expert of that number. I, I okay. I just think I have you a need shirt to... <laughs> from you that says Portal 47 on it. So you even gave me a shirt with 47. Oh, that's it. true. That's that's very true. I'm just saying, I think you're getting into the weeds on that doctor's. <laughs> on call app that you might want to <laughs> how you get into the weeds on something digital online i don't know but i think that's that's happening 
We do have lots of weed on the show. Yes. I was going to say, I saw, yeah, well, after the weed references that I didn't even realize last week on Lower Decks. Uh, no, this, yeah. this whole thing is amazing. Um, and, you know, so you go, well, 47, Joe Minoski, middle, next generation. What I love is the people that have – now, there are a lot of people, and you can find a lot of things online about 47. And we can – and I want to talk about – I want to go back to the roots, which you can find online. But I wonder, But what's amazing to me is knowing that the Star Trek connection – you think, okay, well, this started, quote-unquote, in fourth, fifth season, next generation, whatever. I wonder if you want to prove – the point is that 47, okay, and I know a lot of people point to 42 from, from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, you know, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Um, the, the, li- the question of the universe, and 47 is the answer, which is the joke of that. And somebody, supposedly Rick Berman, but I think somebody wrote this for him because it's so clever – um, mm-hmm. <laughs> said that 47 <laughs> is 42 adjusted for inflation. I was like that, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> but no, 42, I mean 47, 47 is supposed to be the most common random number in the universe, which, if you think about it, is a total non sequitur, right? If it's so common, then it's not random. But that's the that's the tag that's the goofy right. tagline. Right. But it should be used in lottery numbers. Then, if I'm going to play the lottery, I should have a forty-seven in there by, based on that logic. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as an aside, I do have to say when you get the fortune cookies and they have the lottery numbers on the back, if there's a forty-seven in that sequence, I play those numbers. I I, I don't know why. I just it's <laughs> I just that. a little thing I do. <laughs> I love that. So I so this. I mean, there's some new things. I found these pages that supposedly that hadn't come up before. But uh, this, this, there's a page here from the 8586 Pomona Student Handbook that says, To the uninitiated, Pomona is a mystery. To the knowledgeable, Pomona College Sage Hands, which I guess is their mascot. To Pomona alumni, 47 is dogma. To sociologists, 47 is a prime example of a minor piece of whimsy that somehow developed into a legend of mythical proportions. <laughs> so apparently it goes back to like the early 60s in 64 um there was there's these two students who were in a in a stats class whatever they were totally bored decided to get out one day jump in a car and drive around in Pomona get off campus and go check something and they came up with 24 and they wanted to see how many examples they could come up with for 47 and they were gonna they were gonna count license tags according to one uh, license plates excuse me in California they license plate. Um, these two students here you go guys here's here's detail Lawrence Metz who graduated in sixty eight and Bruce Elgin who graduated in sixty eight they were gonna run around town and see how many forty sevens they could see to really see if it showed up you know they were gonna count license plates. And they did. They did find that that there were more forty sevens in license plates than in. But they're looking for this one number. One says, right. "Well, actually, we were running around." He says it hit about this, and I remember this. I may be old though. Rolades for years said Rolades consumes forty seven times its weight in excess acid, and they're saying I think that that's um, that that's where it kind of came from. Anyway, but years before, here's this. Here's here's the beginning of the so weirdness. They, it came from Rolades. Yeah, <laughs> is that what I know it gives me gas. I don't know. Here's the weird thing, though. This is like I'll tell you a second. Checking original series, but so the the original Disney absent-minded professor. Okay, with with uh, what's his name from my uh, Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. Yeah. Hi, welcome to our show from Quaker Oats. I don't, don't ask me why I said that. Okay, 
The Absent-Minded Professor, Black and White Disney, was filmed and released in 61. So three years before these guys started their 64 thing. They filmed the basketball game from that. They used Pomona's gym in 6061 to film their basketball scene on location, as we say. The final sc- the game, and of course the Absent Mind Professor and the Flubber and all that stuff, um, and they win the game with that. So the game is tied 46 to 46 or whatever, and the winning score, and their college, you know, his college wins at the end using Flubber, the final score is 47 to 46. In a movie filmed in their gym three years before these guys. See, it's like it's like it's inevitable. So here's wow. the here's the I'll take a breath. Here's the wacky <laughs> thing. So when the whole 47 thing got going big and all that, and you think, well, it started in next year. I go, hmm, I wonder if there's any 47s in like earlier TNG or even the original series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are, weirdly. But here's the cool thing. So I went, huh, I wonder what the 47th episode is. That's a dramatic pause. Okay, the original series 47th episode is Obsession. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't that perfect? That's great. Wow. Yeah, it's an obsession with the number. It's it's wacky. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, one of my favorite, and, and this is, of course, you know, I, I don't know, retcon, I guess, isn't the, the right word for something in real life, but my favorite 47 from the original series is, of course, the Klingon battlecruiser, the D7 class battlecruiser. D is the fourth letter, D747, right? So I'm like, go. it was baked into Star Trek from almost the beginning. Whether that's supernatural forces or or what, but <laughs> well, which is doubly weird is because when you consider that it was never called the D seven on the series, that came out of a fan thing in the seventies, trying to come up with a Klingon alphabet. And when they made the alphabet, they were using all the symbols on Matt Jeffries. There were like three those symbols, and that was the root of the uh, of the alphabet. And the whole right. thing and the symbols that they use, the thing they came up with was D7, although I think it's fitting a joke. There's a joke later on that Shatner or Nimoy told about coming up with Technobabble and trying to stun somebody. And they were arguing over whether that Klingon ship was a D6 or D7. And the visitor on the set, whoever it was, was kind of like, oh my God, these guys are nuts. And so the (laughs) fan had heard that and made sure to make certain that the lettering on the ship matched a D and a seven, and they built out their alphabet and numerology on the, you know, and other characters that since got used. So it's like Star Trek is so wacky for doing that kind of thing. But then Brandon, <laughs> in this letter I saw, there was some episode where there's a reference to a something, 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 7G or 4G. 4G, yeah. Yeah. And uh, four, yeah, whatever it is. G, G4, 4G. Anyway, it's like the number and then the letter G is the seventh letter. So mm-hmm. yeah, 4G. Anyway. But there's a what what's wacky though is like I'm looking at this Pomona College thing. So Richard Chamberlain, the actor, <laughs> was a Pomona College grad. And just random stuff, like they say so Richard Chamberlain was in, you know, the disaster movies, the Irwin Allen movies. Richard Chamberlain was in the Towering Inferno. <laughs> this according to this bit from Pomona College, Richard Chamberlain, the Pomona grad, was the forty seventh person in line to be rescued in the movie. And he later what? told the college oh, wow. that when he was working, when he was the lead of Dr. Kildare, his series on TV, that yeah. he worked 47 weeks out of the year. So he had longer huh. seasons then. So in other okay. words, he got four or five weeks. He got five weeks off. Yeah. His hiatus was five weeks. 
So it's almost like, why is 47 following him and not others? Well, <laughs> apparently, I mean, they've got, you can find lists of, so there's a 40, I didn't know this. This is an old website. There's a 47th society. 47.net mm-hmm. is a thing, which I didn't know until just now. I didn't realize. And they've got, <laughs> but there's all kinds of people doing lists of things on online. And, and I didn't know also at Pomona College, every April 7th, they have a 47 festival. Hmm. Oh, See, wow. now that I, I wonder why. And I, I think like Star Trek should promote four seven as a star trek day like you know we have captain picard day we've got first contact day we can have another one you know four seven well yeah I that's that's cool i was about to say star first trek contact day. day is right before that but you know oh that's right too yeah but yeah. look at this star wars has may the fourth and then what's the what do they do with the sith on the fifth um yeah. revenge of the oh, fifth the, the, they have the revenge of the fifth we could do that we could have first contact day and then turn it right around a day or two later and have 47 Absolutely. Day. What would we call it? Day. What would we call it? We need to have something quasi snappy. We can't just mm. say 40. Can we? Can we just say 47 days? I, we could call it, yeah, the 40. Well, because if you say the 47th day, people will think it's the 47th day of the year, which is not, which would be confusing. Right, so right, day right. 47. Well, we should make that a holiday too. Or you're, you're a member of a religion that has a really slow creation period. <laughs> and then yeah. on the 47th day, God said, no. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, it's easy for me when I'm talking to people who are not familiar with Star Trek, like I'm thinking of people at work, if they say to me, you know, oh, first contact day, Bruce, what is that? And then I can easily explain that. I'm going to have a hard time explaining the 47 holiday. <laughs> at, that, <laughs> at that point, they're going to ask me to leave the room. <laughs> well, you know, if they haven't asked you to leave the room already, they're just not doing their job as mundanes. So, <laughs> well. They typically do ask. They usually leave the room, but this time they will ask me to leave the room. <laughs> um, no, I. It's uh, now my mind. Now all I can do is sit here and see the forty-seven festival that they have. You know, and then somewhere there's like two or three booths from Star Trek clubs sitting there, or some national. <laughs> you know, or CBS sends and has a big promo thing, and they they send stickers or something. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time believing this is the most common <laughs> random number because I feel like if you're looking for the number, you're going to start noticing. If we just randomly pick a number like 18 today, just, you know, every time you see the number 18 today, make a note of it. And I bet you will start noticing it quite often. I mean, well, I'm just is, assuming that this is one of the things that I absolutely love about the 47 phenomenon in Star Trek, because you're absolutely right, Bruce. It's, it's what's called the Bader Meinhof phenomenon where you focus on one thing and you start to notice it everywhere. Right. So you buy a particular make of car exactly. and you start to notice everyone on the road is driving that car. Right. So I, I feel like this is the same thing with 47, but because now that the writers of Star Trek have made a concerted effort to insert them, it's now more than that because yeah. the, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy-ish. Not really, but that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> I get disappointed if I watch something Star Trek, something new, and a number comes up. And I'm like, oh, why didn't they use 47? Like, I expect <laughs> it now. I expect to hear 47 quite often in Star Trek. I was watching Picard, you know, and the bridge was, and I remember this when, um, not the not the bridge, but the bridge of 47-ing was after the, the fallow years to me, are, I'm talking about TV and real, I don't think of the Kelvin movies as as being a real end of the relief of the drought of, 40, of Star Trek. But in in the 09 movie, there are 47s. It's like Bob and Alex picked up the mantle and gladly ran with it in the first movie, which 
you know, suddenly I could accept it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> suddenly it made it all, all things good. Uh, no, when, when, you know, when Kirk, when, when Kirk Pine, when Kelvin Kirk jumps off his motorcycle and throws the keys to the guard and he parks in front of that sign, it says, you know, Riverside Shipyard Section 47. And there's 47s in 09. I, I didn't, I know there are some probably in, in Stid and in Beyond, but it's like, okay, well, they're doing that. And then, so here comes Discovery, I, I know has had 47s, but Picard especially, I was watching. And the first one that really hit me was when Ra- they, the first real intense use of graphics is when Raffi is trying to do her re- – she, she throws him off out of her trailer at Vasquez Rocks. But then she's doing all the research to try to help him out and calls him later, calls Picard later. And she's looking on the graphics and there's, those, there's some little cute Easter egg jokes in there that people are looking at. And Free Cloud, the first time you see Free Cloud, it's tiny in a graphic on that if you're, if you're frame gramming. It's like a reward for – it's like future Easter, not past Easter eggs. But there's there are some 47s in there that are like big comparatively. And I went, okay, okay, well then, well then we're here. And then Lord X has already made a thing about having, you know, verbal 47s and graphic 47s. So the it's like it's survived. It's like the new generations, you know, you know they're getting it. They're getting it. But um, so it's going to survive. The other thing about Pomona, though, and, and there are non-Star Trek references, and that's what's all over these college sites – there's another thing about it that's they're going back and forth where they're arguing those two students in the summer of 64. There's a, a, there was a math professor that just as a joke, maybe about that same time, did a proof to show that 47 is equal to every other number. <laughs> I remember reading this. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like if you go to – I haven't been there. Now I want to go. I want to interview these people. I want to get pictures. I want to do a video or something. Now and now someone's going to hear this and beat me to it. But they supposedly <laughs> have like some of this hen scratchy stuff that were jokes in the 60s are like the math department has preserved. And if you find the right person to go ask in their little department library or maybe in their main – anyway, somewhere there's places where they've got some of these <laughs> these handwritten notes preserved when the whole 47 thing got – It's uh, I, so here's some things they threw out. 47 BC was when Caesar saying Vini Vici Vidi. Um, uh, in Genesis chapter 47, it reports that Jacob died at the age of 147. The new Testament, the new Testament says Jesus performed 47 miracles. I remember that one. Um, there's a whole (laughs) Japanese saga here. Uh, Lord Asano Takumi involving, um, 47 followers of this, uh, Ronin. And they were, it was such a saga. They lived on as the legend of the 47 Ronin. Uh, oh, the Declaration of Independence has 47 sentences. Huh. See, here you go. <laughs> um, in 1935, 147 prostitutes working for Lucky Luciano, the mobster, were arrested. But no, nobody got any jail time. I, okay, now we're reaching a little here. That's the first um, time we've mentioned prostitutes on the show. In, in, yeah, that's a new in one. Jailhouse. Right? Oh, really? Well, there you go. See? <laughs> See, this is why you, if you live to 47, you, uh, you get to have all the bonuses, I guess, or something. <laughs> How about this? The first, do, you know, do you all know the In-N-Out Burger chain in California? Oh, yes. Too, yeah. oh, yeah. too well. The very first In-N-Out in Baldwin Park in 1948, the first day they were open, they served exactly 47 burgers on their first day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> they counted them, and there's 47. It's it's yeah, it is. It's popping up everywhere. It's it's. Just I, I do like the incidental ones, like Little Green Men, Deep Space Nine. The they crash on in Roswell, New Mexico, in 1947, which is which is you a know, double whammy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the year that that yeah. supposedly actually happened. Yeah. So well, the whole Roswell incident. Yeah, it was from 1947. But here's here's some wacky things. Uh, in real science. It takes 47 divisions of one cell to produce the number of cells in the human body. Wow. Ooh. Well, there we go. Okay, I'm convinced at this point. <laughs> the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn are 47 degrees apart on the huh. globe. I just found something on Google that there's been 47 UFO sightings reported in Illinois in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> What does it all mean? What, what does, does it all mean? <laughs> in Aquiel, they stopped at subspace relay station 47. Oh, wait, that's Star Trek, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, anyway, this is, it's, uh, I'm just, yeah, there's all kinds of fun. But yeah, it's not just Star Trek, it's a thing. But the fact is that this, like, all through this focal point of Pomona College, it was like a joke. And Joe brought it to Star Trek. And now, like I said, it's infected everybody. And everybody that's writing Star Trek just... Oh, 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 oh. This is one of the best ones. Pomona College on I on, on the 10, on I-10, on Interstate 10. Pomona College, you take exit 47 to get to Pomona no College. Way. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. <laughs> no. You're slowly converting me into a believer. Like, I was like, this is a real thing. This is the secret to the universe. It's on the internet. It must be true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have a favorite 47 moment in Star Trek? Oh, I don't really. I think my favorite's what I told you. I think my favorite was my own self-discovery when I looked up the 47th original series episode and it was Obsession. I went, well, there you go. It transcended Joe. It was really there all along. I think it's... (laughs) And it does... There are some 47s from... I mean, you can get on... You can go to Memory Alpha and find... And and some private websites and and finding... uh, all those kinds of things. It's like I said, I have to, I, whenever I see graphics pop up in a new Star Trek, animated yes. or else, I'm looking for 47. Same. Same mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. Are the shields down to 47%? Were there 47 survivors? Right. That's what I'm saying. I expect it. Like, I'm always looking for it now. It's got to be there. But, you know, I, yeah, there's sometimes people talk about the 50th anniversary of Star Trek and wish there was more done. But now I think about it, we should have really been celebrating on the 47th anniversary. Where the hell were we in 2014? Is that right? Uh, no. 2013. 2013. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. 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 Do some. So, yeah. Mm. That's what we should have been doing. Something big then. But, oh, well. Dan, you've got a favorite 47, right? I do actually have a favorite 47 moments oh. from uh, the third season of Deep Space Nine, the episode Family Business. And uh, <laughs> Cisco starts saying to Bashir and O'Brien, I'll be in Cargo Bay. And O'Brien interrupts him and says, four. And Cisco says, no, seven. <laughs> it's just the most random <laughs> little is. one. I love it. Well, it's very random for O'Brien to interrupt him on a blandly routine line, which is funny. Yeah, but that's I, I, I think it was because that was the first episode that introduced Cassidy Yates and Cassidy Yates ship was docked at Cargo Bay 4. So O'Brien assumed because he'd been talking to Jake, Cisco was going to go check out this freighter captain. And <laughs> so that was the whole uh, set up there. But yeah, I love that. It's just like a really sneaky 47. <laughs> well, and it's, there's a, here's a paragraph talking about uh, the 47s. That, because 47 got famous with Star Trek and Hollywood is a little town. Like in J.J. J. Abrams, 
in Lost in the pilot? Yes. The, the plane crash? 47 people survived the plane crash in Lost. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I remember when that premiered, I was really big into like looking up 47 online and I was like, I got to watch this show now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to read these. In the 40-year-old virgin, Steve Carell's collection of G.I. Joes, he has 47 G.I. Joes. In Monsters, (laughs) Inc., there's a a sign that says accident-free for 47 days on the Scare Factory. Yeah. Somebody did a – there's a – Jim Carrey did a, a movie called The Number 23 and somebody mm-hmm. online, a fan on YouTube, has redone it as the number 47. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I love that, like, as Star Trek continues to go forward and, and we're seeing, like, that happening now with all these new writers carrying that torch and bringing it forward, like, in a far distant future <laughs> where the Star Trek is sacred text, right? 47 yeah. is just going to be this you know, sacred number and people will not remember where it came from, but it's just all must follow the rule of 47, right? When, when, when human civilization has fallen and aliens go back and the only thing that exists of human culture is the, uh, Star Trek episode of Futurama where they're all (laughs) worshiping the Star Trek heads in the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to go watch that and see if David, because that was before he worked on Star Trek, if there's any 47s in that, but yeah, it's like, it's like some twisted, you know, like Planet of the Apes, only inverted. Yeah, that's a good question. We're, I'm, I'm going to put that out to the listeners right now. So the episode of Futurama is where no fan has gone before. So the first person to watch that and get back to us, is there a 47 or multiple 47s in that episode? Let us know. Or we what they've hear. done creatively, you know, like we were saying earlier, they they flip it now and say 7-4 sometimes pops up in things. Mm-hmm. and it's yeah. Or, yeah, like D7 or 4G or something something they get mm-hmm. really wancy creative. That cargo but that is awesome. That's a perfect fit. <laughs> I do love that one. Uh, I, one thing I've seen too is people are counting uh, instances of 23 because it's half of 47 rounded down. And I'm like, okay, that's getting a little oh, bit wow. crazy. <laughs> I didn't know about that. When you see 23 paired up twice though, then it would be, you know. Hmm. Or a twenty-three and a twenty-four followed together. That would be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, I could maybe accept that one. Because <laughs> just saying forty-seven is so on the nose. Oh, that's so nineties at this point. It's so nineties. <laughs> I like the the twenty-three, twenty-four because I can see something in a script. They could work something in where a character is trying to think of something. And they go, yeah, it happened like twenty-three, twenty-four times. <laughs> it, like just things like that, mm-hmm. and then we like somebody's gonna come out like, look, if you add that together, it's forty-seven. That was in there for on purpose and but yeah do you find yourself in your daily life looking for 47 i don't look for it, but every time i'm i'm like i'm looking at the thursday shopper ads or something or something or a ad somewhere in print or in, i guess a commercial of something something visual hits me and a lot of times you know ads will say 47 percent off and i'll just go okay <laughs> even though <laughs> There can be every other percentage anywhere, but it seems like I've I've kept two or three things where it was like a print ad, and it's like the forty seven was huge, you know, like the name of the store was tiny, but the forty seven was huge, like it was calling me. Well, let's send this to Larry Nemechek and see if he notices. Like, you know, everybody else is getting a twenty eight percent discount, but we're going to send this forty seven to Larry just. To see. <laughs> 
Now, when you're promoting Portal 47, do you have people asking you why 47? Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's the deal with that number? So you have to explain this quite often. If they're still if they're still standing around and I haven't bored them and they haven't run off screaming, <laughs> then yeah, no, yeah, people do. And in the in the web page and everything at Portal47.net, um, I think somewhere on the way I say if you if you don't know what the 47 is, that'll be one of the first things you learn when you jump in. So. But yeah, everyone's saying, which is, which is fun. And, you know, some, it comes from two, sometimes it's a Trek fan who hasn't heard. And I'm like, oh, kiddo, let me tell you. I, I don't mean <laughs> for 47 minutes. I mean, you know, 47 seconds. It's like, this is the coolest thing. And if you haven't heard this yet, you should know. And it's something that's blown up. And, you know, and you kind of tell them. And if it's a mundane, which is the old word we used to say for non-fans. Um, if it's somebody just coming, like you were talking about people at work. It's a goof. Then you can like lean on the Pomona College side of it and say, "Well, there's this thing at Pomona College, and blah blah blah, and it's a goofy thing, and it's blown up now, and Star Trek has it, but it's you know, it wasn't. You can say the pilot of Lost, and people go, "Oh, okay," and they're you know, they're like, "Ah," because most of the time, especially this year, and probably people are so happy to have anything to divert them with some piece of silliness, (laughs) you know, that's not. Life endangering or life threatening or something. It's not the history of the world is not depending on it. So there's plenty of goofy things in this world that people do quasi worship that a little 47. And unless again, we come back in 500 years and then we've all fallen. There's some cult that's following the 47s. <laughs> I don't think we've got to cult status yet, or at least I don't know anybody, but it's, it's just one of those wacky things. And the idea mm-hmm. that it was not a Star Trek thing at all to begin with. And thanks to, Wacky Joe Minoski, who I still have not not ever interviewed, but who's writing for shows again now. The fact that it, we owe all that in Trek to him, like this one Pomona College alumni thread. And they talk about it, like in the middle of all the Pomona College things, there's at least one thing. And it's big in Star Trek, too. I mean, from their perspective, it's kind of fun. To, you know, of course, they're always – any college is always talking about their alumni. So they always say, uh, so from Joe Minoski, you know, 79, like – Class of 79. It's it's funny to see it that way. That's <laughs> they don't awesome. say class of 47. <laughs> well, they one of these stories I had up was talking. They had something reprinted from the class of 47. Oh, the distinguished class of 47, which rose from the ashes of the war and with Genghis Khan, their leader, marked 47 forevermore from a poem written by Gina Hole, class of 47. Hmm. I swear, though, that a few years ago, I was telling someone, we were having a whole conversation, I was going to the Pomona College website to show them the 47 page, it's always there, and it wasn't there. And I was like, ooh, maybe they've decided this is, you know, too, too, too uh, flimsy, that this is denigrating, this, this piece of whimsy is, is too silly. It's too silly, it gives the campus, maybe they're backing off from the whole 47 thing. And there was a year or two when I couldn't – they didn't have a dedicated page at their – you know, there's 15, 20 homepages on their website for different things. But last night I was looking again and bang, here's here's things that are on their site and they're still alive That if you want to go and look and find them. So, no, they're still embracing the whole 40 – the whole 40 – it's kind of like Vulcan, Alberta or Riverside, Iowa. There's this little farm town. So why not? <laughs> at first yeah. they're like, what's this mm-hmm. Star Trek thing? But then after that, they're like, why not embrace it? Because otherwise, we're just having a corn festival every year or something, you know? <laughs> and we're the 47th millionth little town to have a corn festival. But hey, how many can be Vulcan, Alberta, or the birthplace of Kirk? So I guess Pomona yeah. College is totally, you know, 
they're running with it. Absolutely. I've, I've noticed it kind of uh, through me spreading to a few of my friends and, and family and stuff too. <laughs> so my friend uh, recently, his his latest vehicle, when he was getting uh, registration license plates, uh, he was given a few options of the ones they had there. And there was one that ended in 4.7. He's like, oh, I got to get that. So He's got 47, I think, just to rub it in my face. Uh, my phone number, the last one I got, I have a 47 in it. And uh, my parents, they got new P.O. boxes in the small rural area where they live. And my dad, who generally rolls his eyes at a lot of the Star Trek stuff that I'm so obsessed about, made sure to get P.O. box 47, which I'm just like... I love that. That's amazing. Now, see, if we were talking about the COVID pandemic, you'd be like an inflection point. You'd be a, you'd be a, you'd be a super spreader here. I'm, I'm a vector. I'm a huge vector vector, for the 47. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just amazing as I'm just googling 47. For example, don't do that. Don't do no. I'm. (laughs) I go to Wikipedia just about the number 47, and there's a whole section in there about Star Trek. And then I went to 47.net, the 47 Society, and go to their FAQs. And again, there's a section addressing Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek is taking over that number. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, it was used, you know, it was borrowed, and now people are referring and associating Star Trek with 47. Well, I don't, uh, yeah, it's, I don't think the, <laughs> I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I don't think the 47 Society is like jealous of Star Trek for taking over the 47 thing because they look no. at it as like, oh, look, we've hitched our wagon to what better publicity wagon. It's like how many more millions of people know about 47 now thanks mm-hmm. to Star Trek? So I don't think it's in, you know, I don't think Pomona College or the people around that are in, are worried that someday CBS is going to walk in and say, Excuse me, we're now claiming a trademark on 47, and you can't use it with... <laughs> I don't think you know they're going to license 47 anytime soon. But... The number doesn't have a copyright on it. <laughs> I, I do love the write-up under the 47 Society for the, what's the Star Trek connection. Uh, some... Trekkies, they have in quotes, have put together their own excellent pages dedicated to these 47s. Since these are more frequent and deliberate than randomly occurring 47s, we generally discuss only the most cosmically significant of these sightings in our own forums. Kirk would have wanted it this way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But they're, they're saying, well, these were intended 47s, so they don't count. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. It it's, it's a slightly lower... Uh, level quality. 47. Yeah, yeah. Lower these quality. Are, these are like GMO'd 47s. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't like uh, what are legacy recipe, uh, legacy seed 47s. Like the like the score of the basketball game in Absent-Minded Professor or something. Or the number of <laughs> pipes in the pipe organ in their auditorium at Pomona College is 47 pipes. Oh, wow. I'm really turning into a believer, I got to say. <laughs> I, I, this, this 47 Society page says they, on their FAQs, aren't you just seeing 47 more because you're looking for it? No. <laughs> they just have, no. Oh my gosh, I just saw something here. It calls out MASH, the 4077. I mean, that's not really a 47, but I mean, it's a stretch. Well, I've, they've got there. a lot of things that have like a four at the beginning and a seven at the end. Yeah, and then you yeah. look at the... Uh, it was barely visible, but not to honor 47s from Pomona four years before Joe Minoski, but to honor MASH, 
Mike and Rick when they did the little pod for the uh, for the neutral zone for the the site for the uh, cryogenically frozen trio that they bring out of stasis. The pod says four zero seven seven in the number, which was supposed to be an in joke for Mash, a little Easter egg about Mash. Um, but now, yeah, but that can get turned into four. They're like, see, see, <laughs> Mash. What's his name that wrote the novel Mash that the movie all came from was using four and seven, and now it's it's come through Mash's novel to the movie to the series and now to Star Trek. It's so cosmic. See, that's what they would say. I don't know. Some of these are kind of a stretch. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked. I don't know. I, I it's 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 quite fun. It is it's interesting. So I'm glad that you were able to uh, really give a lot of significance to this episode number of positively tracked today. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say again. I'm just saying what's happening, guys. I'm just you know I'm just pointing. I'm not promoting anything. Right. But I thought when I started, when I was trying to go over the name for what I was trying to, this, all this background stuff, I thought, well, what better? I was trying to figure out what, you know, and I had, I had advised some of my businessy entrepreneur coaches going, well, that's way too obscure. You have to say the Star Trek fan virtual backstage experience or something like, well, no, that's horrible. And any real fan would run screaming from the room. But you can't make it so <laughs> obscure that you're constantly saying what it is. So Portal was like a gateway without it being an anomaly. I mean, I was trying to think of something that wasn't out of control and random and boring. And then I thought, but if it's anything with a number, it has to, well, it's Star Trek. If there's a number, it has to be 47. So, so bang. So, yeah. So I'm not intentionally trying to, 47, the 47 Society is not paying me to run around. They're not paying me to shill for the, for the number. <laughs> but but you wouldn't turn them down if they did offer to pay. No, but looking at this website, I don't think they have a lot of budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, definitely the height of 1996 web design, <laughs> which is charming. It, it's nice to see, actually. I, I kind of felt like, oh, I'll get a break from all this web 2.0 stuff. <laughs> I like oh, it. Oh, web 2.0 is so 2004, Dan. I know. Or something. That's when I was in college. That was, oof. I, remember, I just yeah. really dated myself saying that even. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a long time ago. I like uh, their, their homepage says, Welcome to the 47 Society. 47 is the quintessential random number. Many have noticed. Many have wondered why. Many more have wondered, so what? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Exactly. There's a lot of things we could do that are 47. I, you know, I wanted to keep this episode at 47 minutes, but that's going to, that's, I mean, we're close. We're close. Oh, oh, that's right. So, hey, Larry, <laughs> I have a quick question for you, though. Are you going to buy the Picard season one Blu-ray set when it comes out, which as of this drop of this episode is already out on the October 6th. It is. I'm what's the sad thing is I'm late to talk about my review copy. Oh, he's already Ooh. got one. Yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't yet. I was going to do an opening on, on camera and I haven't got to do it yet. Are, oh, are you wow. in it? What? Did, did they, inter did they interview you? Or are you in it? No, no, I'm not on it. I just, that's my review oh. copy. Yeah. That's too bad. Then that's probably why you haven't watched it yet, because you're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I I haven't. It was it was you know those the uh, the roundtables that they had me do uh, with Jeff Bond and um, and uh, Anthony from Trek Movie. The the we did four roundtables for the next gen movies that were on the Blu-ray updates in like oh seven or oh eight. I didn't I didn't watch those for years. I've only seen one of them, so. No, I'm not. I'm not one to 
run and grab and now podcasts yes but not fancy video yeah. <laughs> productions on dvds apparently so of the new series let me ask you something we've got discovery we've got picard we have lower decks do you have a favorite of those three right now this is apart from any 47 consideration you have 47 <laughs> seconds to answer <laughs> i just i um Right now, I mean, I enjoyed all of them. I'm enjoying Discovery's Curve. I can't wait to see where season three goes. I think they'll finally f feel comfortable in their own skin. I'm just enjoying the hell out of Lower Decks, and I thought I would, but I'm, the surprise is that I'm enjoying it even more than I thought, and the fact that they've got so much depth in it yeah. is making me smile. And I thought last night after seeing this week's, I thought Radical Notion, I just said this on Life Support today, I think Lower Decks is the most fully formed, out-of-the-gate Star Trek series since the original series, and maybe even more, and it's only 10 episodes, but maybe even more so than the original series. I, mm. uh, yeah, I, I would actually have a hard time disagreeing with that. I, I think, I think you're definitely onto something with that. It's, it's grabbed me faster than any Star Trek series has, which is kind of crazy to think. I mean, and, and I'm leaning, I'm not saying best, what I'm saying is fully mm -hmm. formed. Like Absolutely. it came out of the egg. And now, two years ago, we were all going, it's 10 half-hour cartoons? What the hell do you need two years for? Well, it's like, I think they use the time wisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just saying in our review of this last week's episode, you know, this recent episode that aired the second last one of the season... It was hilarious all the way through. Great gags, great jokes, great plot. But on top of that, in 24, 25 minutes, however long it is, they managed to layer in a Star Trek um, social message and character development for their main character. It's significant amounts of it. And I'm just, that blows me away. I'm still not sure how they did that. Yeah. So yeah, we can we can step it up. We can do a pace on Star Trek. I remember when when the pilot was out or the premiere of the pilot, whatever, and people were like, oh, they're talking so fast. Oh, they're talking so fast. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I know it's animation, but I can't keep up. It's like, well, this is this is how they're. Yeah, they're yeah. using the shortcuts of animation. But yeah, there's definitely a Star Trek heart at the core of this last one. It's not all just yuck yucks and jokes mm -hmm. and throwouts and visuals and all that. And and on different levels, there's the, in, you know, Easter eggs. But I mean, they're like actually using the can I keep saying they're using the universe. These aren't just cheap in jokes. They're actually using the universe to pull rather than just create something new and, and not, and, but there's not a gratuitously new, like, um, I'm still learning the, the name of the counselor. Oh, shoot. I had it in front of me for our review, but I can't remember it off the top I of my head. I keep wanting to say Cremora, but that's a, that's like an old coffee additive. <laughs> <laughs> Miglamo, Miglamo, which sounds nothing like Cremora. But it's like, yeah. so is that an avian noise? They showed Aurelians from the animated series in the background earlier. So he's, it's like a, it's like a Walt Disney, there was a Walt Disney parrot character. The Pete, the parrot that's in the Three Amigos. It's like, mm. it looks more like a Disney Warner Brothers yeah. bird man than it does in a Star Trek avianoid from the original series. So is it like a new species? Is, 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 uh, is he a, is he a, an, an Aurelian that's a different species, divert like round-headed, not angular-headed. 
and tall. Anyway, I, I, I vote for him. He's a new species. I hope yeah, so. I, I hope so. I want them yeah, to create. So I, I love so all the redos of, including the Regillion, who you didn't see. You never saw Regillion until the, the two parter that ends Enterprise. Yeah. Um, Demons in Terra Prime. Cool. And, and no one said at the time. And I, I remember going, Mike, what are these? He's like, Oh, those are my Regillions. And I'm like, it's not even on screen that they're Regillions. You had to just know and find out. But they've done mm-hmm. one in the, in her friendly, in her buddy captain's entourage. There's a Regillion yeah. there. And that kind of stuff, <laughs> like that times 47 in every show, it's just amazing. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, for sure. Well, speaking of Lower Decks, uh, this Thursday, October the 8th, we've got the season finale coming up. So, <laughs> oh, so sad. Mixed feelings, right? Because I'm really excited to see it. Really sad to see Lower Decks ending for a while. And really excited for Discovery to come back. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just mixed feelings all over the board here. I need to talk to that counselor about how I feel about this. <laughs> well, it's a dilly of a situation to be in, but um, so food metaphor. Larry, there's one thing I want to just tell you about the show is that we also celebrate Charo on the show. The singer. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. And um so I Gucci I did Gucci Google, Exactly. I I Googled Charo. I mean not literally, like on the internet. I Googled Charo and and forty seven and there is a song called Charo by Elvis Presley on the B side of RCA four seven dash nine seven three one of memories. Whatever that means. But four seven right. is in the, the in the Charo song on the B side. Can I just say that I somehow I have this idea that Charo, the singer that we all know from the like seventies and eighties and nineties, has nothing to do with an Elvis Presley song. Charo. But I could be well, wrong. But no. I like I love the trail anyway. It's yeah. There's also a restaurant. It's uh, like four point seven degrees of separation. Yeah. Yeah, there's a restaurant called El Charo that has 47 reviews on Yelp. So anyway, I know Charo probably doesn't even own that restaurant, but the point is 47 connects to Charo in some manner. I'm so glad. Now that I understand your show here now, I'm so glad you were able to make that connection. I, I Yeah. Well, I'm just I, waiting yeah. for a ship to show up with the registry number NCC 7777, because then it's four sevens and... That would be, I'm waiting for that. Yes, with Charo as the captain. <laughs> <laughs> or just the USS Charo. <laughs> it would have to, it would be like the Captain Ochar or something to alienize it, you know? Oh, there you go. Yeah. O yeah. apostrophe Char. Yeah. Well, that would be Italian. So, no, let's just keep it Ochar, you know? Like, no apostrophe and just make people think. <laughs> Guys, I had, you know, do I even dare ask how, how, how Charo became enmeshed as like a mascot of your show here? That's all remember. Bruce. You gotta, you gotta ask <laughs> okay. Bruce about that. I don't remember, Dan. Can you give me a hint? I can't it's remember. all 46 the, prior episodes. Um, the Storybook Squares episode we oh, did. William yeah. Shatner guest so, starred on that. Oh, Larry, you'll like this. Okay, are you familiar? <laughs> you, I know you know Hollywood Squares. Yes. But they did a Storybook Squares. Did they? Yes, where they had the celebrities come out. It was in honor, you know, to help, you know, when kids are home or whatever, they did a version when kids would come home in the mid 70s and the celebrities would come out as storybook characters, it was, including it was Saturday William morning. Shatner. It was Saturday okay. morning. Yeah, Saturday it was morning. Because you were watching it. You were watching it Saturday morning and William Shatner came out as Captain Kirk. And Charo, 
I can't remember who she was, but she, she was... played uh, Lady Godiva. I was going to say, I That's think it was, right. yeah. yeah. I watched this recently. I don't remember that, but yes. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, Trek Core did a feature on it or something. That's, we, were, we were talking about that that week. And it came to yes. light. So then we talked about Charo and what big fans we are of hers. <laughs> and our goal is to one day have her on the show. Well, that's one of, that's between the two of us, one of us, that's his goal. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if you've said it once, you've said it 47 times. It's only exactly. one of us. It's only one of us that wants Charles. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And what's scary is I remember because you'd watched, you know, Hollywood Scores was a, was a big show, at the, you know, the regular show. And when they had that on Saturday morning, I was, I, I was old enough to go. I mean, it was, I watched, but I was kind of like, well, this was silly. But I remember watching at the time Shatner being Captain Kirk. And I was I was way before I was a fan. But I remember thinking, oh, that's that guy from that show with the thing with the guy with the ears. I mean, that's that was my whole mm. as a you know, as a little kid. It was like, oh, I kind of randomly but I was old enough to go, oh, well, that's so, you know, like, here's all the actors and they're doing this because it's Saturday morning and they think they're adapting Hollywood Squares for kids. It was really sad. It was kind of like I was, I don't know, you know, six or <laughs> eight sad? or something. And what, what is sad to me is two things. One is that they think Captain Kirk is a storybook character, like a fairy tale. And the other thing I have a problem with is I can't imagine a Larry Nemechek that wasn't into Star Trek at some point in his life. That yeah, just that kind of so blows depressing. my mind, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have said, mate, guys, I, was a, I said I was a NASA kid before I was a Star Trek kid. That's, That's why true, I yeah. don't uh-huh. – I wasn't – I mean, I read science fiction, but I was not a hardcore science fiction reader. I mean, I loved history, and I, I would read any fiction if there was more than – the whole thing about Star Trek being a world, and now we say world building, but I didn't have terms for it back then. It's like I read all the Hardy Boys books, and I don't care, Nancy Drew. I would go to the library looking for a book before I burned out reading fiction. And I would look, and if there weren't at least like two or three other books in that series, I wouldn't read the first one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the way now my wife won't watch a series until she knows it's going to go a certain – like she, she won't watch a series like it and as have them cancel it. Right. As long as that series is up to at least 47 episodes, then maybe she can start watching it. <laughs> I, that's usually about where she starts burning out. But anyway. Um, Man, Lower Decks, that would take five seasons to get there at this rate. That's crazy. I love, I, you know, the modern era of the streaming short seasons, and they don't necessarily have to be linked. And Strange New Worlds hopefully will show that too. But this whole new world of talking about, well, we're halfway through the third season. I want to go, guys, guys, this would be like the beginning of the second season of any other, you know, or like, oh, we're halfway through the second season. This would be, th- this would be the, all the other series, they're hitting their, we are so worn out, exhausted, tired, seventh inning stretch on any other show's season. But you're talking about they've done it, come back, taken a year off, come back, shot it, you know, the world has changed five times since they started filming this one. And maybe, you know what, I just realized, guys, maybe we should go for 147 minutes now since we've <laughs> obviously gone past it. But no, um, I just laugh when people think about these seasons in the same way they think about prior ones. It's like, mm-hmm. it's fine, but just and, and unto themselves, obviously there's like evolution and people go and come and, you know, changes happen and the world changes. But let's, that's why I like to talk about hours. People talk about titles and number of episodes and all that, but there's... Half hours, there's two hour movies, and I just, I use hours as a apples and apples measurement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I count and, and rounding off, yeah, but I count the animateds now as half, as, as a half of an hour, and the movies as two, and then, and the 
yes, it's 44 minutes, but I just count that as an hour. And Yeah. It could be really nuts and it could be like BBC's Sherlock where it's three episodes per season, quote mark season. Like, yeah. that's crazy. That whole They're BBC hour and a half model each, has infected still. us. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking if TNG were to premiere at this time and we got the first season, it really would be the length of three seasons of what we get now. Like Tasha Yar would live for three seasons at this point. Well, mm-hmm. that or it would feel condensed. But I mean, yeah, oh, you it's, mean, yeah, it's we like, could throw out a bunch of episodes and condense it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're so packed, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, well, we got into this when it feels like we've wandered from 47, but people were, when people were first trying to adjust to the serialized format and I didn't know what that would be, but I knew it would be, I was trying to warn people. It's like, guys, they're talking about chapters in a book, not standalone episodes. And it's like, you mm. had to go through it to experience what it is. And then just because that's your goal doesn't mean like there's a difference between doing that well and, and doing it not so well. But still, you know, in the beginning of Discovery, there was so much chaos, they weren't at their best. But they, but anyway, people getting used to that whole thing about it, it's all just surprises and switchbacks. There's never any resolution. It's like, well, that's kind of what that is. And I was trying to do the metaphor of imagine, say not an episode, but say take a movie. What if, you know, if, if a movie is two hours long – and these seasons are, say, they're 10 episodes. What if every 10 minutes in a movie you stopped and ask everybody what they thought of that, that 10 minutes? Because that's what's mm-hmm. happening every time there's a week's right. chapter in these one-season books of series. And people want to stop and talk about how this one episode shows how horrible new Star Trek is or how wonderful it is or how these characters are – you know, or how this has been left alone. It's like if you did that every 10 minutes looking at it as a story being told – if you did that every 10 minutes in a movie, if you, if you a movie premieres, but they give you 10 minutes, and then everybody sits for a week and debates those 10 minutes, and then goes, ah, and then 10 more minutes come down the next week, and everybody's onto those, and by the time you're into the third or fourth 10 minutes, you've totally forgotten what you said the first 10 minutes, or something has now happened that made what you said about the first 10 minutes totally irrelevant. Or like you go, mm-hmm. oh, like they're going to tell you the whole story and give everything away in the first 10 minutes. It's like right. now stretch that to a 10 episode season. So that's not a panacea blank check for everything being OK. There's obviously still things that work better than others and things to critique. But just yeah. getting over the hump of what to expect. And But it just got me as these shows debuted. Everybody like the world ends, lives and dies with this last. I'm like, no, it's not the same as the old Trek you've watched. Yeah, it's a different format. Yeah. It's not standalones. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, the thing I that always it. got me was uh, the first season of Discovery. They're like, oh, Lorca's not a real Starfleet captain. A real Starfleet captain wouldn't act like that. Then you get, you know, into the season and you're like, yeah, that's the point. You got it, you know, but nah. <laughs> yeah, I look at these like if you look at, you know, TOS through Enterprise, for example, I look at each season, pretend it's a book of short stories of 23, 24, whatever short stories. Notice I said 23, 24, because yeah, that's I, seven. Ah, yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. so good. At but it only takes Discovery. you an hour to pick up that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the season of Discovery or Picard is a book, but it's not short stories. They're each a chapter in one story one whole story so it's a difference it's a book of short stories or a novel with chapters it's a matter of scale exactly Mm. 
Yes. Which gets so. to be your next uh, next generation unused episode title. <laughs> yes. Hey, we have the next chapter of Deep Space Nine, Too Long a Sacrifice, issue number three, coming out tomorrow, October 7th. So if people are following that series, make sure you grab that comic because that's an ongoing story, too. Yeah, and at some point we will talk about that uh, that series as a whole once we have all four issues on the uh, Positively Trek book club. So we'll have a special episode for that at yes. some point. <laughs> all four issues, and we'll review that on the 7th. Um, just <laughs> trying to work it in. I'm trying to make it work, but I can't. But Larry, thanks so much <laughs> for joining us. I was just about to us. say you guys have a plan and everything. And then you we said do. that and it blew me up. I know. It's, we, we're not that organized. But where can people find you if they want to follow you or tell people what you're doing? Oh, well, um, I don't know your turnaround, but let me just say this. LarryNimichek.com is the hub for everything Trekland and all. At LarryNimichek on Twitter. LarryNimichek's Trekland is my main Facebook and my Instagram. The end of the month on October 29th is our big annual open house for Portal 47, where we have a guest and we throw open the doors. Everybody can... Just come, you know, register for a ticket, and you're there. We'll have some prizes, and I'll have something new to announce during the open house. But you can go to learnimacheck.com. Uh, there's a clicker there. You can go in and do all that stuff. But uh, every week, Tuesdays live. Some, one of you mentioned it. Thank you. On Tuesdays at 1 o'clock, we're live. I have a topic, and then we have Q&A. And then on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 Eastern, etc., uh, we have I do Life Support Live with Dr. Ali, which was a COVID pandemic, I think I mentioned, creation. And we uh, we say we go boldly through uncertain times. So we have a little – we do a lot of Star Trek geeking kind of through a mental health lens and give everybody some some takeaways. We have an awesome community for that that's online and live. And my TTLers on Tuesdays are great. And um, October 9th on Friday, uh, Kalea and Jay at Science Division – have me coming on to help them with a Tribble Fun Night. We're going to have a Fun Tribbles panel and some trivia cool. and prizes. That's at their page at sciencedivision.com, I believe. Um, so join us then. That's at uh, 5 Pacific, 7 Eastern. It's just like for an hour, hour and a half or so. But there's a lot of virtual going on. I know New York Comic Con's virtual stuff is happening this weekend too. So take a break after the Trek stuff has mainly happened on Thursday and join us Friday night for that. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, that, you always have a lot going on. Well, then I have this list of the to-dos that are still being, like, oh, I know, like, <laughs> led by the Con of Wrath, which needs to be finished, my documentary. Yes. Yes. If you got to get that done. If they'd stop making all, if they'd stop having this pandemic while they're making new Star Trek, it would sure help things a lot, but. So selfish of them. Oh. It is. <laughs> so, Dan, where can people find you if they want to stalk you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. Uh, I've lost a few followers lately because I post political stuff there. So, you know, <gasps> if, uh, oh, wow. if people aren't interested in that, don't follow me there because that ain't going to stop. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. I keep that one mainly to Star Trek. So you'll mostly be safe there. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've been losing followers on Twitter, too, because of dan's political tweets <laughs> i'm a vector for that as well apparently <laughs> but if you want to join i don't get political so if you don't want politics go on and follow me on admiral underscore rex and of course here on the show we have our own twitter feed at 
Positively Trek. We also are on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We have a discussion group. Join us there. You can also email us at PositivelyTrek at gmail.com. And that just about does it. So, Larry, thank you for joining us. And we want you to stay positive because that's what we always tell our listeners to do is just to stay positive. And you keep looking for those 47s, okay? I will, guys, if you keep trekking well. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.